BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you to earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you can start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Navy Federal also offers equity loan options to help you get the funds you need to consolidate high interest debt, work on home improvements, or cover any of life's big expenses. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, their members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender, membership required. Terms and conditions apply, loan subject to approval. Here at How to Money, we're always encouraging listeners to think about some of the different ways they can earn some money on the side to reach their financial goals. And guess what? While you're away, your home could also earn extra income. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. Yeah, hosting is a lot easier than you might think, and you don't need to Airbnb a whole house. You can just host your extra spare room. So consider becoming an Airbnb host, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Upswell Marketing would like to remind listeners that most people don't belong to two gyms. They don't see two dentists or trust two auto repair shops. So when customers choose your small business over your competitors, they're really choosing you. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads. And in fact, that formula and media mix has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. And new customers receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. I'm Matt. And today we're talking about beating down the biggest money obstacles you face. Dude, a beatdown, you're talking all all violent over here. It's like folks are going to think you're into mixed martial arts or, or something like that. No, I mean, I hear good things. It sounds like fun, but uh, too intense for my liking. It sounds like fun until you get clocked in the face like my neighbor did. He's really into it, and he was, you know, grappling with a guy. I think that's the term, grappling. There's no, there's no punching, right? There's no strikes, but he said he was trying to get out of a hold, and the guy he was grappling with swung his arm back at the same time that he quickly moved his head to try to evade to try to escape or whatever and he caught an elbow right above his eye he said it swelled up to like the size of a tennis ball but when i saw him the swelling went down but the blood had flown from his head to his eyeball (laughs) so he looked very uh very evil (laughs) Uh, he looked he looked terrible yeah so that's 
probably that's gonna be at least my excuse why i'm avoiding jujitsu because i gotta keep this face looking pretty gotta keep that money money maker looking fresh man we're podcasters so it's not necessarily my money maker but (laughs) but you know i still don't want to get clocked in the face that doesn't sound like fun nor do i i mean literally that's the reason i work out is to avoid getting hurt and so to put myself in harm's way sounds like the opposite of what i personally want to do although there are others out there who i'm sure really enjoy mixed martial arts but that's what we're going to be doing today when it (laughs) when it comes to your money the, the there are different obstacles that just like pop out of nowhere oftentimes and we want you to completely destroy those obstacles so that you can achieve your financial goals. Yeah, and, and it makes me think of ways, Matt, how ways will be like, hey, up in the future, there's this thing that you're going to encounter. Obstacle in road. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's a police up there in half a mile. Like, you want to slow down. It would be funny Thank if, you, ways. if ways actually changed his voice like that. Right. It's like, obstacle in road. Oh, there's a there's a cop up there on the right. <laughs> you might want to slow down, Joel. Stop being an idiot. Uh, and but yeah, those obstacles up up in the if if you can have someone point them out to you. Hey, these are the kind of things that are probably going to impact your personal finances negatively. Look out for them. Start thinking about how you would react if you were to encounter that. That's kind of what we're going to do on on today's episode. Mm-hmm. But Matt, quickly before we get to that, I wanted to mention I I talked about uh, upgrading to a new phone, and yeah. I had hoped on holding out longer, which. By the way, did did you ever get a case for your phone? Still? No. Okay, so you're still caseless. Still caseless. What you think about this right here? Oh no, looks good. I like Finally, that. so I've had my phone for a year. Finally got a case, nice and still nice and thin. Yeah, yeah. I got the screen protector on there I as well. I think they're making better cases, thinner cases these yeah. days. They, which, they used to be like these giant honking. You have bricks. to get the OtterBox that made your phone three times the size, right? Which but is terrible. I mentioned that Google was going to pay me two hundred sixty-two dollars mm-hmm. for my old phone that I paid three hundred forty-nine dollars for, and I was like, that's pretty good thanks google but they ended up paying me three hundred dollars for that phone i sent it in crack screen Unreal. and all and they said actually you underestimated the value we'll give you 300 bucks same with my wife's phone which also had just this even more uh, even worse cracks than than mine so you can think the semiconductor shortage for that my friend <laughs> <laughs> it's like supply th- chain problems i think it was are less they're your paying, pain it is my gain well i think it was less that they're paying for the actual value of the phone and they're more just kind of trying to build customer loyalty because there's no way they're gonna be able to make their money back on that phone like no way at all right um and so so really because everyone else was saying we'll give you 80 bucks for it or right. 90 bucks and so that's definitely above the market value but, uh, you know, Google got me to trade in my old one that was busted for one that's just, you know, not busted. And, that's a sweet deal, and, dude. Yeah, to, to get more money be, than you're expecting just feels like, I don't know, uh, prayer emoji hands. <laughs> just like, <laughs> thankful, blessed. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> yeah, indeed. That's enough to like, almost make me consider switching, switching over to a Pixel, but not quite. Because I don't want to be the green text guy. I so. know. Yeah. No, that's, I'd, that's your role. Literally got crap for that <laughs> last night from a friend. <laughs> He's like, I would text you back, but... And I'm like, dude, come on. I was thinking about liking it, but we then I realized that I couldn't. And instead, it was going to not give it the thumbs up and instead would have typed that out. Not going to do it. Well, you know me. I'm a 100% extrovert. So if I realize that this phone is inhibiting my ability to make friends, I might have to make a switch already, at some I already point. told you that I, like, that I would text you more. Yeah, but uh, I, I get enough... <laughs> time with you already <laughs> but if it's inhibiting other friendships maybe oh, i'll make a gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah we get enough of that the face-to-face time well let's mention the beer we're having on today's episode this one is called bebo it's by creature comforts uh, one of our favorite uh, georgia breweries it's uh, straight up pilsner so we'll give our thoughts on this beer at the end of the episode yeah man but let's move on matt let's get to the topic at hand we are talking about money obstacles how to beat them down and uh, i'm not sure if our, our gen z listeners are going to get this reference but <laughs> when i was thinking about beat downs i was thinking about american gladiators which was 
the OG American Ninja Warrior, right? You're and thinking about them with the giant, oh, what is it? The, the jousting, jousting stick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Like that's that's the most beat down people would get is when they're just standing there <laughs> on that pedestal just getting <laughs> just getting hammered. Getting whacked in the head over and over again until they just fall off. Still, just a fantastic show. If you go if you go um back I went back and watch it, what was it? It was late 80s, early 90s, something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. And so just the style, the look, kind of the feel of the show is just kind of fun uh fun nostalgia to partake in but uh, i can see some hipster breweries being like all we do is play american gladiators <laughs> right. on tv like one of our favorite breweries always shows like these idyllic uh sheep herding scenes or, <laughs> yeah. or whatever over in europe it's just their thing yeah. for whatever reason they like That's to show team. show like the, the european countryside uh but there should be another brewery and all they do is just show american Gladiators. Okay, well videos. if we ever start one <laughs> that's gonna be our mo i would be all about that well and, and <laughs> so when i was in college uh, there for some reason one of the dining halls that's all they played was american gladiator reruns <laughs> or something awesome. or at least when i went like that's yeah. what was on tv and so I just remember that's that was where my affinity for American Gladiator started. But yeah, if, if you don't know the show, basically a couple fairly fit young folks they would compete to win money. They would uh, the, the only thing standing in their way though was some incredibly ripped dudes and females uh, who wanted to punish them physically. Yep. <laughs> and so uh, the, the gladiators basically is what they were known as. They they were always throwing obstacles in your way, slamming you down uh, or to knock you off a pedestal, shooting stuff at you, literally tackling you. I mean, whatever it took to mm-hmm. prevent you from scoring points. And so, yeah, real life, it's not really like American gladiators. Sadly, I guess in a lot of ways because it, that'd be pretty cool. But <laughs> <laughs> but obstacles are reality in basically every arena of life. And, and that's just, that's incredibly true when we're talking about the area of, of personal finance. And today we're going to talk about, you know, those gladiator-like obstacles standing in your way that are trying to prevent you from reaching your goals. We're going to like put those on the horizon, tell you which ones might be coming, and and also talk about how to beat down those obstacles yeah. so that you can succeed with your money. Yeah, because chances are it it hasn't been only smooth sailing, you know, on your route to paying off debts or investing for your, for your future. Getting stuck and not being able to make progress is a problem that I think all of us has have faced at times. Uh, And so, yeah, we're going to spend this episode running through some of the different obstacles that are attempting to derail you on your path to financial freedom uh, and then specifically what to do about them. Uh, but Joel, you know, like going back to American Gladiators, I think one of the best parts of the show were the uh, the Gladiators names like <laughs> <laughs> like Electra or like Laser. Those are a couple that, that stand out in my mind. But similarly, it is important to name and identify these financial obstacles as well, because, you know, if they're lurking in the shadows without you even realizing that they're there, you're going to get completely blindsided. And that is is what we're trying to avoid today. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to guess Malibu was your favorite of the gladiators. <laughs> which right? I don't, I don't. Which one had like the really long hair, California <laughs> surfer guy, but still like super buff. I, you know? I do remember that guy. They were all super buff. They were all totally ripped. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it turns out that we all have varying degrees of control over the financial obstacles that we face. So maybe let's let's start, Matt, with some of the obstacles that are going to feel the most unexpected, the most out of our hands. And so one of those things that we're feeling acutely right now is rising prices, right? Mm -hmm. And no matter how much we complain, uh, none of us are going to be able to have an impact on uh, something like the cost of eggs. So part of that is just general grocery inflation, but then part of it's the avian flu going around. And so now eggs are a lot more expensive than they were just 
12 months ago. And so, but, but th- still a very affordable way to get high amounts of protein. To get that protein. Agreed. Speaking, man, we're talking a lot about physical fitness. Well, it was stuff. tough to get like the other day getting uh, <laughs> Diet. A, a dozen eggs for three bucks. I was like, man, this used to be a dollar fifty nine. Yeah. And so it's, it's tough to stomach that, but you're right. When you think about it logically, it's like, it's still, still a bargain. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, but the reality of rapidly increasing costs, basically everywhere we turn, is something that none of us could have expected just a couple of years ago. It's it's been forty years where we've had pretty stable inflation mm-hmm. along the lines of two percent a year. It's kind of been like clockwork, and so we've we've we know that inflation is occurring, but most of us don't feel it in any meaningful way, and so we don't think about it. Uh, but you know, the, the, this experience can actually be helpful. I would say in in making us realize that there are more possible unknowns than we had previously considered. I mean, the pandemic is is just a, a perfect example of that, Matt. When we talk about obstacles that we have to overcome, some obstacles we can predict, other obstacles we can't. They're unknown, and, and we still have to be prepared for unknown potential obstacles, too. That's right. And the lesson from these obstacles, these things that are completely out of our control, is that being prepared even for things that we can't fully imagine, like that, that is still an important thing to do. Uh, and specifically, this means saving and spending our money so that we have some financial margin. Uh, this is going to be incredibly important. And so if you're spending every single dollar that you make and you're living paycheck to paycheck, then the financial impacts of something like inflation, right, of rising prices, it's going to have a much more severe impact on your life than someone who's only, you know, spending like half of their paycheck. If you're, you're spending less than you make, then it shouldn't take long for you to have a degree of margin within your life. Because man, if you are living on the edge, if you do not have any of that margin, uh, as expenses continue to get more expensive, well, where does that put you, right? Like it puts you on the, on this precipice of <laughs> falling into this abyss where you might even be reliant on uh, credit cards, right? On debt yeah. in order for you to just maintain the standard of living. It was maybe feasible for you to do that yesterday, but today with prices being where they are, it's a lot more difficult. Yeah, man, I, I agree. I think you know, margin is one of those important words in personal finance. You want to have more of it, even though you don't necessarily know the scenario that you're preparing for. Um, having more margin allows you to pivot uh, yeah. in the moment, even when something unexpected comes it's, along. It's, it's a best practice. Yes, uh, I would say. Yes, it is. <laughs> and, and shifting from like the macro to the micro, because inflation is this macro thing that affects all of us. Well, let's kind of talk a little more personal finances because you know unexpected expenses that we experience in day to day life are obstacles that can mess us up in a big way. So this is not something that's affecting every single one of us in, in a very similar way. This is, what if the you, you suddenly find that some of the pipes are leaking in your house or that your crawl space is taking on water? You know, those are, are tough obstacles. They cost real money to remedy. Matt, I was actually doing some research for uh, an upcoming interview, and she was talking about some, some housing issues she'd had on, on one of her YouTube videos mm. and how she... It costs her some real money to to prevent some of those water issues from from messing up her her investment property, and so basically, like if you turn a blind eye to these issues, you're going to find yourself in a worse situation, right? If you don't put in the French drain, right, uh, and you flood the basements, you find yourself in a, a worse situation, costing you even more money, or even something like car issues, right? Even though you're you're probably not assuming that your transportation is going to bite the dust tomorrow, being prepared is still important. I had uh, a Subaru back in the day. Subarus are great cars, but for some reason, my engine just crapped out on the freeway. And it was one of those things where it was a really, really expensive fix. I wasn't planning on that. Like it wasn't something where I was like, cool, I think this could happen sometime in the next six months. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was still something I was financially prepared for, even though it hurt like the dickens (laughs) to to pay for that fix. Yeah. Medical debt is another example of one of these, you know, some of these stumbling blocks that people don't plan for. 
Uh, but it can be debilitating on multiple fronts, right? Like not only can medical expenses cost you a ton of money, but there's a chance that something has happened that might keep you from being able to work, uh, which would keep you from potentially from earning an income, right? Like it hits you on the way in and on the way out. <laughs> uh, this is one of those problems that exists across our society that we need to find a better way of addressing. But there are some ways of preventing possible med medical issues. Specifically, there are personal physical steps that we can take, like not smoking, eating well, actually exercising from time to time. Yeah, maybe not the jujitsu though. Yeah, yeah, which causes uh, increased medical, medical bills. <laughs> uh, but there are other ways to push back against medical debt that is egregious as well. We talked about that in episode 49 with Marshall Allen. But aside from some of the I guess, financial steps that you can take to keep medical debt from becoming this obstacle that's going to take you out. There are some of these uh, smaller additional ones as well. And the reason we highlight medical debt, because with it being the number one reason for personal bankruptcy, it is something that you should be thinking about. Yeah, we often don't think about those little steps that we can take ahead of time, but those are crucial, right? So yep. if you want to, to avoid health problems, like just going for a walk around your neighborhood four or five days a week uh, for 20 minutes is going to be like this preventative health step that's going to have a positive impact on on your body and on your ability to withstand future uh, hurdles that life throws at you mm -hmm. from a physical stance. But but so often we discount those things and we don't think of them as important, even though they are. And, uh, you know, it makes me think about this, uh, this Mike Tyson quote, Matt, that well, I think I think this was, was something he said. He basically said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Mm -hmm. So he's talking about his yeah. opponents, <laughs> typically, who got rocked pretty hard because they're like, oh, this is how I'm going to beat Mike. And then they get punched in the face one time and they're playing shifts dramatically, um, typically into survival mode. But so even though you don't know which setback you're going to face, whether you're going to face, we're going to face something on a macro level, or you're going to face some sort of microeconomic catastrophe in your life, but planning ahead is so important. And building up that emergency fund is, is really what we're talking about here. It's going to give you That's the right. ability to endure those setbacks without completely derailing your progress and crumbling your goals in the process. Uh, because you've got cash to back you up, when those problems do arise, like, and, and they're going to happen for all of us, right? You can't prevent them from happening, uh, but you can minimize their impact on your psyche and on your finances. And that is so important. So partly what we're talking about here is, is having that base emergency fund set up. Matt, we, you and I, we've always given the number $2,467 as being the base amount to shoot for if you don't have an emergency fund in place yet, or you have less than that, that's the number you want to hit because that's going to allow you to, to overcome a lot of those you know, financial obstacles that you mm -hmm. might encounter without going broke or without taking on debt. And then uh, you know the next goal is to have somewhere between three and six months of expenses saved up once you get to a place like that uh, those obstacles they feel a lot smaller they don't feel like as big of a deal because in your bank account you've got enough money to be able to handle that and then you can work to replenish that you're not just immediately screwed when something unexpected occurs that's right. And I think it's good, too, that we started with margin, right? How, how we talked about how that's the solution oftentimes. Uh, and then we moved on to an emergency fund, because in order to create an emergency fund, you need to have margin within your life. When you have some small amounts of margin, like that will allow you to overcome something like inflation. That, that allows you to overcome small price increases. But what we're talking about with an emergency fund is the ability to overcome some of these larger hurdles, some of these bigger expenses that are going to crop up in our lives that do have the potential to, to 
derail us. And so it's important uh, not only to have margin, but then to beyond that, be working towards having, like you said, ultimately three to six months worth of living expenses in the bank. But Joel, we actually are going to get to several other obstacles that get in our way when it comes to handling our money well, ways for us to beat down those obstacles. And in particular, we're going to get to a couple that are within the realm of our social lives. And so we'll get to those plus others right after this. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Joel, I think there are a lot of folks who start small businesses and they're surprised at the amount of behind the scenes, the admin type work that they're not all that thrilled about. Getting your books together with, uh, with some final figures so that you can file your corporate taxes, for instance. That's something we've been in the middle of. But it can really gum up the gears, potentially keeping you from doing the work you love. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,000. 25 and 1. That's right. Yeah, 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. There's a lot of power in the simplification of having all that information in one place. Helps you make better decisions. That's right. And right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash howtomoney. That's netsuite.com slash howtomoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash howtomoney. And now a word from the show sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Hey folks, it's Matt. 
I've got to tell you about something new I've been trying this year. I've been drinking a little Health Aid kombucha every day, and I feel amazing. It comes in so many delicious flavors, but my favorites so far are Pink Lady Apple and Ginger Lemon. So what exactly is Health Aid kombucha? Well, it is a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice, and it's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet and a little tangy, and very refreshing. I'm sure you've heard about the importance of gut health and supporting uh, your overall health. It's something I've read up on a good bit over the past year, which is why I've made Health Aid Kombucha a part of my everyday routine. Literally every afternoon, I'll have some. It's super easy, and it's affordable, too. My favorite grocery store, Aldi, they carry it as well. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. All right, man, let's keep, let's keep going. Let's keep talking about money obstacles and, and how our listeners can beat them down in order to continue making financial progress. And some of these there obstacles... There goes again with this violent rhetoric. Punch it in the face, you know? <laughs> like, uh, you, you, yeah, I'm thinking of those... Uh, like, Shots of the pants. Those Bozo oh. the Clown things that I had when I was a kid, and you could punch it and it would pop back up. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those things. <laughs> <laughs> Think about your money obstacles kind of like that. Well, and, and some of our listeners, you know, they're going to face... We're going to face macro. We're going to face micro challenges. We're going to face like the our own particular set of obstacles so it's not going to be one size fits all necessarily and we're going to talk about internal and external obstacles uh which all have just kind of different impacts and and that mm-hmm. need different reactions from us but but some of our listeners might be saying you know what my obstacle is i don't make enough money and that's a real obstacle that's a big that, one. that some people face a lack of income which is reality for a decent chunk of folks and the reality is, is we're just talking about rising prices that it you know it's gotten harder to put food on the table and to pay rent especially as both of those items in particular have become more expensive inflation is eating into the real wages of lots of people too making it feel like they're they're earning less than they used to even if their paycheck's gone up a little it's like yeah but it doesn't go as far on the things that i'm buying Mm -hmm. and and even if that person or that listener recently got a raise and it 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 is true that making more money isn't going to solve all of your financial problems but uh, and and there are there are way too many folks living paycheck to paycheck who make six figures but uh, finding ways to make more would help a lot of people and and that's that's an important uh, solution to to this personal finance obstacle that's right but that being said it is easier said than done some folks who are employed and in a high demand field like it could just entail negotiating effectively, you know, with your current employer uh, or maybe applying for jobs with other businesses in the industry that, that are going to pay you a little bit more. But for others, it's going to mean maybe doing something that's going to require a little more work, like starting a business, uh, like a business on the side or acquiring some some new skills in order to increase their earnings. And by the way, going to college, paying lots and lots of money in order to acquire those skills is not necessary. Yeah. I mean, it might be the best route for some folks, but it's, it's not some sort of slam dunk. Oh, if I go do this, it's going to quickly mean I'm going to earn a lot more money. It's just not that simple. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we say all this because like not earning enough, it can be a significant hurdle, uh, but there is definitely a way to lower maybe the height of that hurdle through some savvy personal action where you are focusing on maybe one of the largest obstacles within your personal finances, mm-hmm. which might be uh, an income that could be a bit bigger. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Matt, another, another obstacle that people face is spending too much money. And that uh, just a lot of people just can't control their spending. They find it massively difficult. 
And the, the biggest culprits are often your largest recurring expenses. Maybe you bought a house and the monthly payment is just outside of your comfort zone. Well, that means you're going to be constantly stressed about where your other dollars are going because you've got this fixed payment and it's too much. And so now you're fretting about every single other purchase because you don't have enough discretionary income to pay for all the things that you that you want or need. And Or let's say you bought a nicer car than you really should have bought. But you spread those payments out over extra years, taking out that seven or eight year car loan that we hate. That is also going to impact your ability to reach other financial goals in your life. And so, yeah, one of our suggestions would be if you spend far less on the items that are most impactful to your budget, on the biggest line items. Well, the great thing is you won't need to sweat the small stuff nearly as much. You're going to be less stressed. You might not live in as awesome of an apartment or a house or your car might be uh, have a few more dings and dents but the reality is it's going to make you far less stressed out about all those other purchases you make in a month and uh, there's a lot to be said for that yeah well even if your housing costs are less than say 25 percent of your monthly income like folks can find themselves spending in uh, more frivolous ways right which might mean uh, maybe you've gotten too cozy with uh, credit cards or you know with debt maybe you're using the the buy now pay later services because they make it easier to get more of the stuff you want quickly (laughs) where you don't even realize how that's impacting your long-term personal finances. The internet, uh, online retailers, social media even have made it so easy for us to become consumption machines. I swear every other post now on Instagram, like when you're flipping through your stories, that's where I feel like I've noticed it the most is an ad and they are showing me something that I could buy something that is perfectly curated for something that I would like. They know you, Matt. They they know me well. <laughs> they just want they just want you to buy stuff that's going to make you happy. And I'm like, well, let me just go ahead and click through and see what they see what they've got going yeah. on. Like, what kind of sale do they have going on? And obviously, that just feeds feeds the beast. Feeds the beast. Yeah, it gives them even more information. They're like, oh, he liked that. <laughs> May not have made a purchase, but now we we've got our we've got our hooks even deeper. Yeah, into they him. will they will jujitsu you into submission. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, hopefully not have to tap out. But <laughs> so okay, how do you deal with this obstacle though? And one way is by budgeting, or if you don't like the B word, at the very least, it means tracking where your money is is going. We would suggest using software like YNAB. You need a budget is what that stands for. And you might hear us say that and think wait a minute, doesn't YNAB cost money? Yes, it does. It does cost money. But if, if it takes you spending like a small amount of money every single month in order to save a ton of money, well, guess what the the, the net result is going to be? It's going to be you coming out ahead. That's right. Um, or maybe that's... You, you might need to join a gym in order to get fit. Uh, yes. You might not. Yeah. You don't need to, that's for sure. But if that's what it takes... If that's what it takes. If that's what is going yep. to cause you to actually work out by going with a friend to a gym that costs 25, 30 bucks a month, it's like... Cool. Yeah, it's it's worth the money if you're going to be a whole lot healthier because of it. Exactly. Uh, or maybe you just need some guidance and something as simple as just searching for a budget within Google Sheets or something that you can download uh, a, a personal budget within Excel. Uh, that might be the path for you to take. But bottom line, if you don't know where your money's going, then you know, you're not going to be able to make progress with your money. Uh, and we're talking about kind of some of these steps that you can take to alleviate some of those frivolous spending, some of those small purchases every single month. But Joel, like you were talking about some of these big ticket items, right? Like these recurring large expenses every single month. And it's worth pointing out that we're not afraid to consider making some drastic cuts in our lives, right? And so if you are in a house that's no longer bringing you value, maybe like maybe you've got this fancy place and it's not bringing you joy, uh, it's not fulfilling you in the way that you thought, 
I mean, there's a lot of things to consider here, but I am not beyond you selling that home. Yeah. It's, it'd be a lot easier if you're renting <laughs> and saying, okay, maybe the next place we rent will just be a lot more affordable. Yeah. Uh, obviously, much easier to, to, to sell a vehicle than a home because there's so many costs associated with, uh, with selling a home. But I mentioned that because I think pretty much all expenses should be on the table when it comes to us achieving our financial goals. Yeah. And if that home is no longer kind of helping you get in the direction you want to go, it, it might be time to scrap it and go and pivot, right, into a yeah. different direction. Yep. Well, and, and Matt, you mentioned budgeting and you mentioned YNAB and, and Google Sheets. And you actually have made your budget public for How to Money listeners. Not not all of your details, but you, you've you basically your template. Um, yeah. They can download it. And we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes for this episode. We will do that. Because... Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people like it's helpful to have a place to get started and I feel like your budget template is is yeah can help a lot of people. Fair warning, I overthink everything and so <laughs> it might be more detailed than a lot of folks out there yeah. might be needing. You might want to take But that, for all the nerds out there, modify and simplify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for all the nerds out there, you you might be thinking, "Oh, this is exactly what I need." Yeah. Well, and, and let's talk about another obstacle to making good financial decisions and that can be your friends. That's right. Cut them all out of your life because, because they're ruining your ability to make financial progress. Friends are just too expensive. That's right. So, Matt, this is uh, where we break up. This is where we part ways, my friend. Um, just kidding. And and, mm-hmm. and and that's certainly not true, right, that, that you need to lose most of your friends. But yeah, the reality is the people you spend the most time with, they're going to have an inordinate influence on who you're becoming, yeah. both for good and for bad. And uh, what uh, author Jim Rohn, he says that you become the average of the five folks you spend the most time with. That's right. Or if you want to go even more old school, Matt, the Bible, the Bible puts it another way. Bad company corrupts good character. And so, you know, as best friends, you and I, we can attest to the reality that we, we've both had significant impacts on each other. I think mostly for good. I hope. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure there's some negative uh, parts sure. of it, but again, what's the net result? Net result, <laughs> mostly positive. Way, way, way positive. Yeah. yeah. But the, the other people that we choose to spend time with and do life with are majorly impactful to who we're becoming as well. The the more thoughtful, intentional, and frugal our friends are, the more likely we're going to take on those characteristics ourselves. So. Yeah, the, the people that you spend the most time with, are they, do they have some of those characteristics? Are they, are they the kind of people you want to become? I think those are good questions to ask because uh, I don't want to make it, it sound like it's all your friend's fault and, and they're ruining your finances. I don't think that's the case. But again, who you're surrounding yourself with is indicative of who you're going to become. And so that is an important thing to be thinking about. That's right. Yeah, it actually makes me think of the fact that we I mean with us having moved recently, what that means is that we're getting to meet a lot of new folks. We're meeting new neighbors, making new friends, which is like 99% positive, right? Yeah. Um, however, it also means that we are meeting folks who may not necessarily share the same goals as us, right? And so in our old neighborhood, in our old life, and, and certainly we interacted with folks who we don't necessarily see eye to eye with on everything, but it is really interesting uh, meeting new folks and realizing based on what they're talking about, based on how it is they spend their time, uh, based on what they're spending their money on that, oh, I don't think we necessarily share the share the same <laughs> share the same goals. And again, that doesn't mean that we can't be friends and we can't say, hey, and be friendly and, and all those types of things. But it does mean, I think that there is a level of intentionality that comes with uh, making these relationships. It's important to be aware of the influence that other people can can have on you. Uh, and, you know, I think this is why my community specifically, why that's such an important part of the how to money philosophy. They always say that it takes a friend to, to make a friend. Right. And so the, the impetus is going to be on us to find these folks and to get the ball rolling. 
And we've found specifically that, that churches and schools, that they're places that are ripe for cross-cultural friendships um, actually backing us up. There's a new study recently that was published in uh, Nature that found that uh, the key for folks who grew up with very little money, that they were able to move up the income scale because of the friendships that they developed. Uh, future incomes, I think, shot up by something like 20% wow. for lower income kids who spent significant amounts of time uh, with wealthier kids. And so, uh, you know, like we're not saying that you should only hang out with <laughs> like elite wealthy folks. I'm not sliding into Elon Musk DM yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm not keen on like schmoozing and hanging out with like the private jet crowd, but your friends can be an obstacle to who you want to become. So this is a reminder that you can be intentional about who you are letting influence you without cutting friends, you know, who, who don't share the same goals completely out of your life. Yeah, I definitely don't want to sound like a heartless jerk who's like, uh, eradicate those fools who you've been right. friends with since yeah. high school because they're they're holding you back from reaching your financial goals. Sounds like you share different goals now. Yeah, and it's easy. You, you could potentially use what we just said and make your friends into a scapegoat and say like, sorry, Billy, or sorry, Jenny, um, it's your fault why I'm not making more progress with my money. And the, re the reality is there's more onus on you than on your friends. But uh, there's also a truth to the fact that, that the people you, you spend the most time around are going to in influence you, oftentimes even in subtle ways. And so it's important to think about that, not uh, to completely get rid of important friendships that you've right. had for a long time yeah. just because they don't think about money the same way but to be more intentional about the positive side of that sure uh, and the it, friendships it, you can develop they're going to push you in the right direction and it, it also doesn't mean that you have to be completely pragmatic about all of your relationships right like <laughs> right. like in particular like the stage of life that we're in when, when we're meeting a lot of folks sometimes like we're going to hang out with folks just because we like them and i think that's core to a friendship, right? Like there is something that you see in the, that other person. There's like a spark there. There's a, a other shared common interests. But if you were to go into every single relationship thinking, is this person wealthier than me? Like that's just a cold hearted, like hard nosed way to approach relationships that we are not recommending. Sure. And it's not just bigger house, more, more income, more successful yeah, career. Yeah. Like those are, those are, that's not what we're talking about. You know, we're talking about some more of those intangible things. And and are your friends supporting you in those ways? Are they influencing you in those ways uh, to help you become the kind of person you want to be? Uh, and Matt, on that on that vein, I know social media takes a beating, but it's another obstacle, right? That stands yeah. in our ways. You yeah. talked about how you know, big tech and uh, and big business is trying to get you to spend money on Instagram through all the ads that you're seeing. Well. It's true, right? There's there's a reality to that. Uh, TikTok is ratcheting up the comparison game just with as influencers are kind of taking over and we're getting more and more of our content that way as opposed to traditional media. And uh, a new survey <laughs> uh, found uh, by Bankrate found that social media makes half of Gen Zers feel bad about their finances. So people in their 20s, almost half of them walk around feeling like crap because of social media. And it, it turns out it makes people feel bad more more than just about their finances. It makes them feel bad about their appearance or the hobbies that they that they participate mm -hmm. in, like disc golf. Not so cool on TikTok, I don't think. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so no, there, there's there's uh, there's definitely disc golf influencers, disc golfers on Instagram because I get fed them like crushing these like massive drives. Yeah, and I'm like I don't even play disc golf that much, but maybe Instagram saying that I should. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think in that way Instagram would be right. Okay, but uh, <laughs> but a lot of us are spending meaningful amounts of time on these sites and what they're doing is they're dragging us down. They're making us feel bad. And it's not like this drill sergeant kind of feel bad where we end up taking immediate action, right? Where we're like, dang it, you're right. I will drop down and give you 50 push-ups. 
it, it usually induces more inaction, I would say. <laughs> it's not this motivational yeah. uh, kind of feel bad. Exactly. Yeah. And th- there's a difference between those two, right? And we all know this, right, uh, in, in our brains. We, we've seen some of these studies. A lot of us watched The Social Dilemma back in the day on Netflix. But social me- media, it's, it's truly creating unrealistic expectations. And so using it far less is going to put some wind in your sails from an emotional and financial perspective. Yeah. So if you actually think about it, like it's literally in the name, right? Like so social media, you're being fed what your friends are doing. So that's the the social side of things. Uh, and it's being force fed to you like you're watching the news. And so I think that's that has a large impact on how passive we are as we consume this. We're just sitting there. It's being fed to us. We don't have to lift literally we don't have to hardly lift a finger you just kind of like swipe it on your screen (laughs) or whatever Uh, but the reality is that much of what you see on social media is just fake which you know this is no surprise to anybody out there Uh, but like influencers what are you you talking about man like they literally do crap like renting a seat uh, like in a private jet just to take a selfie to to make you think that they're jet setting somewhere uh, somewhere cool and even if it's not fake most of what you're ingesting is going to be unhealthy we we, you know we talk about the, the how to money facebook group a decent bit. We feel that it's this bastion of goodness and like this medium that's just fraught with peril. Uh, and so if you're going to stay on these sites uh, like, like Facebook, we'd recommend that you take some steps to lessen their impact. The um, Joel, you always talk about the, the, the newsfeed eradicator plugin, mm-hmm. um, how that's a game changer, but the ability that we have to be able to skip some of the crappy aspects of social media, like the newsfeed and go straight to specific groups where we are going to be intentional with our time or the ability to go straight to the straight to marketplace because you're, you're selling a bunch of stuff. That is what we want to encourage folks to do. Uh, Cal Newport talks about doing that in his book, Digital Minimalism, where we set up these rules in how it is that we interact with social media. Uh, he wants you to use social media like a professional. Yeah. Like you're going in with a purpose, you're going to do the thing, and then you're going to get out of there. It can be a powerful tool uh, for our good, for awesome things, for the sell yourself challenge. Like we've yeah, we're not about. Luddites. We're yeah. not trying to get you to step away from all technology, but the the technology is using you yeah and that's what we're trying and to you can also here. be like but i gotta do the sell your stuff challenge and if i'm not on facebook then i can't oh, do man. that we haven't done and, an update on that and then i'm not we need to do that and then and then you could you could be like well yeah i so i need to stay on social media for that reason but the reality is you're you're consuming more than you're even getting rid of like mm-hmm. you're you're spending more you're wasting more money and time than you are saving it uh and you're using that as an excuse and so it, we're okay with you being on social media. I think it's I think it's okay to be on there a little bit, but if you're letting it use you, that's the problem. And it's really really hard to use it the other way around, to use it profitably, to use it in a way strategically. Yeah, it's really difficult to yeah. accomplish, but it's possible. And something like that, a plugin like the Facebook uh, Newsfeed Eradicator plugin, can help you do that. Um, but the more ways that you can implement just time limits and uh, what you're seeing on social media, it's going to be a positive impact, and it's going to prevent social media from. From being such a such a meaningful obstacle to you gaining ground such with your a, money a time suck yeah. yeah like use it strategically like specifically we've been using it more recently because we're meeting a lot of folks again like i said and the ability to make these connections on facebook to then foster uh interactions in real life right and that's something else that kyle talks about in his yeah. book that's so huge is embracing doing things for real well, and, and you and <laughs> not i by doing the way, things on social media we've talked about our how to money uh, we don't we're not really on the socials a whole lot we we have an instagram feed and you're welcome mm-hmm. to go join it check it out follow it but we don't do much with it <laughs> and at times it's like man we could do better we could be like 
massive personal finance influencers on the socials if we wanted to. Posting 24-7, just like, right. here's me, okay, here's the deal I got on the toothpaste. Right, but it doesn't... And now watch me brushing my teeth. But it doesn't jive <laughs> with how we want to live life and kind of with how we feel about social media. And It's tough, man. It's a, yeah. there's, it's a, it's a balance that we're trying to strike there. For sure. All right, well, let's, let's keep moving, Matt. Like, we, we've talked about a lot of external influences, but after the break, let's talk more about internal obstacles and how removing, removing some of those can have major ramifications on our ability to take positive action with our money. We'll get to that right after this. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Hey, folks, it's Matt. I've got to tell you about something new I've been trying this year. I've been drinking a little Health Aid kombucha every day, and I feel amazing. It comes in so many delicious flavors, but my favorites so far are Pink Lady Apple and Ginger Lemon. So what exactly is Health Aid kombucha? Well, it is a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice, and it's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet and a little tangy, and very refreshing. I'm sure you've heard about the importance of gut health and supporting uh, your overall health. It's something I've read up on a good bit over the past year, which is why I've made Health Aid Kombucha a part of my everyday routine. Literally every afternoon, I'll have some. It's super easy, and it's affordable, too. My favorite grocery store, Aldi, they carry it as well. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. A big part of being a responsible adult is taking care of the things you care about. For instance, my bike that I ride in to work on. I keep the tires pumped. I keep the chain greased. Gone are the days of leaving your bike out in the rain for weeks at a time, like a kid. (laughs) Simply put, the things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. And making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash howtomoney for 10% off plus free document shipping. As the primary breadwinner for our family, I've taken the steps to ensure that Kate and the kids that they're going to be taken care of if something terrible happens to me. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs. Their simple step-by-step process guides you from start to finish with ease. So get the peace of mind you deserve by creating your estate plan with Trust & Will. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust & Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. I got my first life insurance policy almost a decade ago. And hey, I'm still kicking it. I very much hope that trend continues, Matt. And since then, I've actually added coverage via Policy Genius. And if you out there, you're listening and you're worried that this is going to be a massive pain getting life insurance, think again. Policy Genius made it an incredibly easy process. If you have loved ones who rely on you and your income, 
Life insurance is a crucial part of your financial plan. Not only does it provide a financial backstop for your family, it also gives you peace of mind too. Plus, the longer you wait, the more rates go up because life insurance rates typically increase as you get older. So if this is something you've been putting off, it's time to make it happen now. That's right. Yeah. And even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. We are back from the break, and again, we are talking about beating down these biggest financial obstacles in our lives, and Joel, you alluded to this before the break, but let's talk about you. Not you, Joel, specifically, but all the listeners out there. No, let's talk about me. Um, Let's talk about uh, everyone out there as individuals, because it's easy. Uh, we think it's easy to point out, you know, all of these other reasons why it is that we're not as far along as we'd like to be with our finances. And it's not that those things aren't true, you know, or that they haven't impacted us negatively, all the different things that pop up in our lives. But you may be tempted to continue down a path of playing the blame game when you're just pointing fingers, you know, at the things that might seem out of your control. Uh, or you could like really take yourself out of the driver's seat and adopt more of a victim mentality uh, when ultimately so much of your future is dependent on you taking responsibility for our actions seeing these obstacles and then doing something about them we think that that is crucial and that's why we're talking about this today yeah you're right matt i mean it's 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 not that some people aren't dealt a worse hand and that they don't have more to overcome but the more you just point to the the obstacles in your path the, the less likely you are to overcome them and it's not that it's easy and it's not that some people don't have a more difficult path but the onus is still on us in order to make progress and so one of those internal uh, obstacles we would say that, that we've all got to overcome at some point is not knowing our why and that's going to continue to produce negative results for you. If you if you don't know what we call the why behind your money, it's just going to take you more time to accomplish the money goals that you've got because you're aimless, you're if floundering. If you achieve them at all. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so, yeah, not knowing what you want to accomplish is going to kneecap your efforts regularly. You're more likely to spend too much money uh, or you're going to just be, be aimless, like I said, in those short-sighted money efforts uh, if you can't attach a why behind those efforts. And... Uh, yeah, because if you haven't really thought through what you want out of life and how handling your money more effectively is going to be able to get you there, you're going to be apathetic about the yep. fina- your finances. You're just going to go with the flow. You're going to do what the people around you are doing. But the more you get in touch, and I hope this doesn't sound too woo-woo. I'm not trying to be some sort of Tony Robbins-style fella here, but with your own personal why, when you kind of get in touch with that, when you figure that out, the more you're going to be able to attach a larger significance to the trade-offs that you're making now, To uh, it, it's going to feel different <laughs> to say no to something, mm-hmm. to cut back your budget in significant ways in order to help you achieve those bigger goals, which is going to lead to positive results and actually following through. And we've actually got this money mission statement, Matt, that you and I, that we've created together. And it's a free resource, just like your your budget template. Like This is a free resource that we want all How to Money listeners to have. And if you would just spend a half hour answering some of these questions download this pdf and and print it out think about it uh it's going to have a massive impact on overcoming that obstacle from being aimless about what you want to do with your money and where you want to be uh years from now to kind of having a plan and knowing what you want from your life and knowing what you want from your personal finances too 
That's right. Yeah, we'll make sure to link to that in the show notes as well. But once you know what it is that you want, having a, you know, a why to anchor you, you still might be missing the how. And of course, that comes down to the crucial component of knowledge, because you can have the right desires while not having the proper information to accomplish them. And, you know, while the, the basics of personal finance are simple, spend less than you make, there's obviously a ton more to sustained success and being able to achieve uh, even higher level goals. We spend our lifetimes learning, so nobody will ever reach the point where they know everything. But we would recommend everyone out there to revisit our money gears because it should act as a helpful guide or, or a roadmap, regardless of how much money you make, regardless of how, how much money you have invested. Uh, that's episode 302. And we'll make sure to link to that as well. Yeah. But if you know your why and you know your how, like you're going to be a person on a mission, you're going to be heading places. Like mm-hmm. if, if you have figured out, okay, cool. I, I, I know I want to invest my money for the future, or I know I want to have more money at some point to gain financial independence. Once you're able to figure out some of the, the best levers to pull in order to get you there, it's going to make the journey that much easier. And another obstacle though, Matt, that people might face, right? Another conundrum that comes up is not having enough discipline (laughs) to get where they need to go. They might know their why, they might have some of that how, but then they're like, but I'm just kind of lazy and I find it really difficult to actually follow through on on the things that I know and Mm -hmm. on those internal desires. And so maybe you're all excited because you you do have the knowledge and and you have a why, uh, but you fizzle out because you lack some of the discipline to keep going. And I think you're not alone, right? Because even the most strident among us, we fall off the wagon from time to time. Uh, but the the key to this, to overcoming this obstacle, is to foster a longer-term view of our finances. We've talked about grit on the show before, Matt, and we, we, we actually called it the number one factor to winning with your money. And the reality is that grit is kind of like living life like it's a marathon and not a sprint. Although so many of us actually think about it like the opposite, at least when it comes to how we, we're spending or using our money. And displaying more grit is is realizing that setbacks that they're bound to happen, um, that obstacles are going to pop up, right? Uh, but but pushing through those annoyances and inconveniences because we have our eyes fixed on a specific prize, right? The the why that we have is important. And so lacking discipline, it's certainly certainly an obstacle, uh, but it, and it's one of those things that's not overcome quickly. <laughs> it's overcome through repetition and a little bit of mindset shift, <laughs> realizing that uh, what you want to accomplish, that it's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to occur overnight. Right. And if there's a single factor that leads to a lack of grit, it's got to be short-sightedness. And so this this makes me think of investing. Oftentimes, folks are going to fail to invest because they haven't thought through the long-term impacts that it's going to have, right? Like 20 bucks a month. It sounds like a pittance. So why even get started? But the reality is that because of the effects of compounding, even small amounts that you regularly set aside, it's going to you know amount to something meaningful over time, like you said, Joel. Uh, but we can be too myopic. We can be too focused on tomorrow in order to continue the hard work of, of spending less than you make, of making sacrifices now, because you're not, you're not thinking about the future. All you're doing is thinking about now. And so you're not thinking about what life could potentially look like off in the future. Instead, you're pulling those dollars into the present from the future and and you're spending that money left and right. That's when we choose the the different modern comforts that we convince ourselves that we need yeah. uh, today in order to be happy. Well, it makes me think about something that you know we you and I have talked about on the show before when it comes to discipline, but also uh, short sightedness is implementing a rule that prevents you from buying stuff on a whim. Mm-hmm. Say, listen, I've got the 72 hour rule, and I'm going to wait to buy that item. And I had to do this just the other day with my with my nine year old Matt. We were at Costco. She saw this like plushy stuffy <laughs> creature, and she already has like. 
so many stuffed animals it's not even funny but she also <laughs> has her own money and it's okay for her to buy the stuff that she wants yeah. as we talk about let it let her buy what she wants <laughs> right but what we what we were able to convince her of in our last visit to Costco was that she's going to have this 72 hour rule too it's okay if you actually want this item but do you want it three days from now right mm. and so she was like oh Okay, all right. Then I will wait for right now, uh, although unhappily. <laughs> and we'll see if I still want this thing three days from now. And you know what? I have not heard a peep from her. About oh, really? I was going to say, well, have you been there back? There are other things, though. Have you that, been back to Costco since then? No, we haven't. Okay. But there, but if she brought it up, we were like, we will take you back there. Oh, okay. And we will take you to buy it. And there are other things that she has continued to talk about. Like, she's wanted to watch for weeks and weeks and weeks. And so we're like, yeah. great. You've the, wanted the, this for a while. Smart watch. Where yeah. They can, like, message each other. <laughs> well, actually, happily for me, this was not one of those where they can message their friends okay but um it, it does do like a little tracking and stuff like that of yeah steps and all that well, which i still they think can is, message you yeah like while they're out with like the pre-canned responses i don't think it's even got that okay yeah but um well at least tracking is good yeah but i i personally hate those kind of watches but she really wanted one and uh, it was one of those things where it was like cool we waited more than 72 hours you really wanted it she and still it, wants it and it's your money so you can buy it nice. but even still like let's have the long view is this something that we're going to want uh, that we don't just want right now but we we're actually going to want it days or weeks from now and that will help us make better decisions that are more in our best long-term interest as opposed to just buying the thing because it's in front of us right and of course that's harder to do with kids but as adults it's hard to do as well and, and we have to remind ourselves of those long-term long, long-term goals and you know one of our favorite quotes comes from frederick nietzsche he who has a why to live for can bear almost any how. And, you know, a lot of these internal and, and personal obstacles are really symptoms of an ultimate obstacle that, that we already mentioned, knowing your why, you know, or uh, knowing your final end, as Thomas Aquinas calls it. But this is just so foundational for us to make any substantive and, you know, like durable progress in our lives. Uh, we can make some changes now, but if we don't have that why, we're not going to stick with it. You know, it's difficult to have a desire to learn more about personal finances when you don't even know why you're reading a book, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's incredibly challenging to continue to pull yourself up by your bootstraps when you're wondering why it is that you should even get up. It's tempting uh, to, to be short-sighted and choose ease and comfort when you don't have that long-term vision of what you want your life to look like. And so while figuring out your why, it's simultaneously the most amorphous and unclear task at the same time, I think it's likely the most important step that too many folks skip out on because it's so difficult to wrap our heads around it because it requires us to sit in silence yeah. and think about like it causes us to ask some of these bigger questions in our lives. And it's just not something that we've been trained to do. It's not something that we allow ourselves the space uh, nor the environment to allow ourselves to do that. Yeah. And, and one one little thing you can do, I think, to help you visualize, maybe it's, it's hard to sympathize with your older self. And, and if you can take to get on the face app, and literally take a picture and make yourself look 30 years older. There's something visceral that you feel about that. Like Fidelity actually did a study and they yeah, found yep. that people who did this and saw themselves uh, 30, 40 years older near retirement age sympathized with that older version of themselves and began to invest more of their money for the future. And so I think maybe that's a little, a little step that you can take that might have an impact on your ability to say, you know what? If you're more I, of a visual I'm not going to be 25 forever. <laughs> and at some point, one of these days I'm going to be 65. I'm going to be 70. And I... I want to make sure that I'm thinking about 
older me to, I'm being kind and generous to future Joel, uh, yeah. to future whatever your name is. And uh, so, yeah, I think the Face app is one of those, like, it's, it's just like a little tangible thing you can do that might make a small difference. But really, Matt, yeah, you're right. Knowing your why and going through the money mission statement that we have, I think can be helpful in it's figuring so, that dude, out. It's so important. Yeah. It, what's helpful too, when you do the Face app picture, uh, choose a picture where you're wearing like a cardigan because it'll really like match up with, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, with the old look. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You want to make yourself look really old. Maybe uh, don't, some, don't some wear, spectacles. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't wear the, uh, the punk rock t-shirt that you have on. It's, that's going to look weird. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah. All right. We'll, we'll make sure to link to all of those resources in our show notes. Uh, but let's get back to the beer that you and I enjoy during this episode. We both had a Bebo, which is a Pilsner by Creature Comforts. And I'm going to go ahead and read the, they've got a few words here on the side of the can. And it says, crisp and dry, classic, noble. Do you agree with those? I was, those were all four the adjectives I was going to use. <laughs> <laughs> you should work uh, with I, the branding on Creature Comfort. I should. Beers. I should. No, it really it really was crisp. And it just really crisp tasted. and light. Yes. Yeah, for sure. It tastes like your uncle's beer, but better. Like mm-hmm. what, what he was drinking, it, it, like the High Life, but um, a much improved version of it that just has um, like a better more, taste. Touch more spice. Yeah. Kinda. Less metallic. Um, you know, like some of those beers had like a, I don't know, just yeah. a metallic. Macro produced beers yeah just not uh no bueno <laughs> but i like i love the taste of just kind of like beer right mm-hmm. um but it's just not often that you have a good beer uh that, that's just kind of in the classic style um, but a lot more breweries now are, are making good pilsners good lagers that yep. taste kind of like that old school beer taste but just like elevated and this is definitely one of those that's right and if you just heard joel say Pilsners and lagers. If you're wondering what a pilsner is, a pilsner is a type of lager. And so oftentimes pilsners have more hops added to the beer. And so oftentimes that's what gives it that lift. Well, and oftentimes it's the noble hop, right? I think that's actually the name of the hop. Which oh, is, why is that why on, nobles I think so. on there? I think so. I thought it was just because of like nobility. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you think of like this old school pilsner. I mean, there's so many hop varieties now, but that's one of the most classic ones that they yeah. used in, in a bunch of those and like Budweiser and stuff like that. Originally pilsner, like it was, it was a lager that was made in a city, like maybe Pilsen or something. Yeah. Is that right? Germany, like, I believe, in Germany yeah. or Belgium or something like that. Maybe it was in Czechoslovakia. I don't know, but somewhere over there in Europe was where this beer was originally, this, the style of beer was originally made, but it was a delicious, easy to drink beer. And I'm glad you and I got to enjoy one today on the show. And listeners can find our show notes up on the website at howtomoney.com. And oftentimes we don't have a ton of stuff in the show notes, but today it feels like there's a little more. So you yeah, should definitely have There are some resources there for you. Definitely. So yeah, go, go check it out. But buddy, that's going to be it for today. Until next time. Best friends out. Best friends out. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 